You're listening Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison, joined once again by my buddy Ben. Great to be graced with your presence once again. <laughs> Thank you for that um, little greeting. I appreciate it. We're going to be covering week six of the NFL and all the drama that unfolded this past weekend. Brian Robinson scored plenty of touchdowns during his stellar career at Alabama. The rookie's first as a pro came in a big moment. Christian Holmes recovered a muffed punt by Jones deep in Chicago territory to set up a one-yard touchdown by Robinson midway through the fourth quarter, and the Washington Commanders stopped a four-game losing streak, hanging on to beat the Bears 12-7 on Thursday night, despite Wentz only throwing for 99 yards. Ben, this game was about as boring as last Thursday night's game on the entertainment (laughs) scale. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one thing first. First off, hats off to Brian Robinson because after getting shot in the leg a couple times and coming back now, I mean, hats off to him because I don't know many people that would do that. But now on the thing that you just said, can we please let the fans schedule these games because these games suck, dude. Like, I mean, come on, who's gonna who's gonna watch the Commanders against the Bears and twelve to seven? Like, really, what are we doing, guys? I just I want I want to be able to schedule. I, I mean, we could you and I could do better than this, man. <laughs> The Indianapolis Colts coach Frank Reich trusted Matt Ryan to make the right call Sunday. In the waning moments, the 15-year veteran delivered again. Ryan read Jacksonville's defense, relied on his instincts, and then lobbed a 32-yard touchdown pass to rookie receiver Alec Pierce, who caught it just over the hands of a defender with 17 seconds left to give the Colts a 34-27 victory. Ryan was 42 of 58, 72%, for 389 yards with three touchdowns. No sacks. And the biggest thing, no turnovers. He broke the franchise's single-game record for completions and moved into seventh on the NFL's career passing list, passing the great Dan Marino. Ryan now has 61,499 yards and 45 career game-winning drives. He's also fifth all-time with 30 career games of 350 or more yards passing. But Ryan also knew what mattered most. Indy snapped a two-game skid against its AFC South rival and improved to 1-2-1 in division play. Plus, Indy ended a touchdown drought that stretched to week four and topped the 20-point mark for the first time in eight games. But this game had me worried for multiple reasons. First, we just got shut out by Jacksonville a few weeks ago, 24-0. Second, we were missing two key defensive players, which led to the Jags gashing Indy's usually stout rushing defense for, get this, 243 yards and big play after big play. I was expecting for us to settle for field goal there at the end, but I love the gutsy call to throw for the touchdown at the end to win. Yeah, I mean, I think this is kind of what everybody expected out of the Colts. I mean, I honestly expected you guys to be really good this year. I mean, I didn't know how... Matt Ryan's an upgrade, I feel like, to Carson Wentz. I mean, a lot of people are upgrades to Carson Wentz, but... Uh, he he played well, and Mike Michael Pittman finally showed up for y'all too. I mean, he he went thirteen for one thirty four. I know no touchdowns, but he he definitely showed up finally for them. If you guys can get the defensive healthy again, like you said, and if you can get a healthy Jonathan Taylor, I really think if you guys if Matt Ryan can just get this rhythm with his receivers now, you guys will be scary, and I feel like you guys could easily run away. Uh, with the South. So uh, very impressive by them. Um, Jacksonville, I still, I know their record's two and four, but they're, they've got some, a lot of things to look forward to. They're doing a lot better this year. Like you said, I mean, they shut you guys out earlier in the year. They've been very competitive in their games, but I I do feel like if if this is maybe a turning point for the Colts, it would, it'd be awesome. Yeah. And a huge win, you know, still, we had our third string running back in there. So like you said, Jonathan Taylor, healthy, even Hines, like, I mean, good grief. 
I feel like yeah. the sky's the limit yeah. for them. And somebody was quoted saying recently, well, they had said early at the beginning of the season, they said for Matt Ryan, it's probably going to take about till about week six, you know, that he really learns this offense, gets comfortable, all the things. Okay. Well, here was week six, and this is his best performance of the year so far. So hopefully he just keeps on going from here. Yeah, I mean, I always hope for a Vikings Colts Super Bowl, so I'm just <laughs> keep going for it, man. Like, hopefully, hopefully this will keep happening for you guys. The Falcons won their third straight game behind the arm of Mariota, who threw for three touchdowns as Atlanta defeated the 49ers 28-14. Ben, definitely an upset, as I'm sure no one was picking the Falcons to win this ball game. Yeah, I mean, the 49ers just came off a huge win, too, and I, I was really surprised when I saw the score. I mean, Garoppolo is he's an he is an average quarterback. I mean, I know when Lance went down, they were still fine with Garoppolo, but he's he's nothing special. I mean, their defense is what carries them. So it was very surprising to see Atlanta jump up with them on fourteen nothing and then take it over at twenty eight fourteen. But Atlanta's, I mean, they're not terrible. They're they're not playing. You know, they're not fantastic or anything like that. But they're they're tied for first place in their division. So I mean, they got to be doing something right. The Patriots got back to their winning ways as they thumped the Browns thirty eight fifteen. Ben Zappi continues to play well as he was 24-34 for 309 yards and two touchdowns in this game. So are you thinking that uh, Jones is in trouble? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just love the name Zappi, man. I just, I just love it so much. But he, he really was fantastic in college. I know it was Western Kentucky, but he was he – was, I felt like he was pretty heavily looked at coming out of um, – the draft and everything like that and if he I mean going obviously to the Patriots with Bill Belichick it's it's going to help him a lot and he, he's playing well for being thrown into the game I mean like we said when he started with the Packers you know he had to be thrown into Lambeau and now he's he's been coming along so we'll see what happens uh, I think Ramondre Stevenson is definitely a great going to be a great running back now that Harris is out for them the Browns are just basically trying to survive until they can get to Watson is pretty much what's going on there. But I, I was very surprised to see how bad the Patriots beat them. I mean, the, the running game for the Browns didn't get going at all. Chubb only had 56 yards on the ground. So it was very interesting to see. The best part was the Patriots player over on the sideline trying to give the ball to Belichick <laughs> during the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Bill just looking at him like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> and the other coach came over and he's like, hey, rookie, like, come on, just just keep going. Just. You're right. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Well, the J-E-T-S Jets smacked the Packers 27-10 in Lambeau, nonetheless. This was the second loss in a row for the Pack, both coming from the two teams who called New York their home. Ben, how impressed were you with the Jets' dominating win in this one? Yeah, I mean, very impressed and very shocked. I, I just kept waiting to see... When I was looking at the score, I kept waiting to see, okay, the Packers, they're, you know, they're losing, but I'm, they're going to come back and they're going to win. It just never happened. I mean, he's just not – Rodgers is just not clicking with his receivers. I mean, that's just what it comes down to. His only receiver, uh, Lazard, is basically it. After that, I mean, he's got his tight end, Robert Tanya, and he's, he did well. He had 10 catches, 90 yards. They're just not clicking, and I don't know if they're going to make – I really don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, honestly. And then the Jets, man, on the other side, they're – Four and two, like what in the world? They're three and zero oh on the road, like that is crazy. And they're in the playoffs, <laughs> so I don't know, man. This is—I don't know if they can keep this going up, but like, good job for the Jets, especially in Lambeau, a tough place to play. Yeah, and you talked about the receivers and just the struggle there with the Packers. They lost Cobb to an ankle injury, so hopefully not Ooh. serious there. But I know he was—he had tears in his eyes on the way out, you know, riding on the cart Ooh. there. So. Usually a player knows how bad it yeah. is. So I hope, you know, it's not as bad as it looked and 
as bad as he was feeling because obviously they need him out there. I feel like he's old reliable. And, you know, the Packers, speaking yeah. of old, they had the old school jerseys on, but they need to start playing like the old school Packers, you know, bring back those Vince Lombardi <laughs> days because they, they are struggling. My they goodness. Are, man. Uh, I know you're not, you're not disappointed though. I mean, you're, you're sitting oh, back like, hey, Oh, loving life. Hey, if, if they can keep losing, man, we'll run away with the division, even though our team's not that much better than they are, but I'll, I'll take losses from the Packers against the Jets any day. Well, Miami lost their third string quarterback to injury, but Bridgewater came in and threw for 329 yards and two touchdowns after being knocked out the game last week. Hill had a monster game with 12 catches for 177 yards, but Ben, it was Jefferson and your Vikings who walked away with the win 24-16 to improve to 5-1. and one. And like you were just alluding to, gain a little breathing room in the division with the Packers losing once again. Yeah, I mean, this, this came down to luck. Like, I really felt like we'd win the game, but it, it's all Viking true fashion. We are not good against backup quarterbacks. So I, I knew it was going to be close. Uh, they definitely, I mean, our, we punted the ball eight times. I mean, it was, it was pathetic offensive game, but I, I was happy to, happy to see us win. I'm really surprised that Dolphins didn't start Bridgewater because I didn't even know he was still healthy because I knew he had gotten knocked out of the previous game. So I didn't know he was healthy. So I was really surprised that they went with their third string, but I mean, they, they just didn't have anything with him. And then he got hurt and then Bridgewater had to come in and he actually played, like you said, really well. Tyree Kill went off against us, which is a given and Waddle did well as well. But, we just, again, it's just the same thing every single week with us. We have no offense. I mean, we really, we just don't. After Jefferson, Cook is not producing. Our, we have no run game at all. I mean, I know he kind of sealed the game for us with his 53-yard run, but we just, we're not going to go far if we make it to the playoffs because we just don't have anything else. Andy Dalton had an opportunity to stake a stronger claim on the New Orleans starting quarterback job, but the Saints offense stalled on the final two possessions against Cincinnati on Sunday allowing the Bengals to take a late lead and hold on for a 30-26 victory over New Orleans that could clear the way for Jameis Winston's return against Arizona on Thursday night. For most of Sunday's game, Dalton was in position to beat the team for which he started from 2011 to 2019, but with the Saints leading 26-24 and likely needing a few first downs to run out the clock after taking over with 341 left, he presided over their first three and out since their opening series of the game, getting hit as he threw a third down pass. Ben, after a rough start to the season, the Bengals have been slowly figuring things out and now find themselves 3-3. Three and three. Yeah, I still, I don't know how sold I am on them, but it, it looks it looks good. Jamar Chase finally had a big game going 7 for 132 and two touchdowns in the, in the game-winning grab as well. So they might be clicking just like the Colts are now. just took them a few weeks to finally kind of get the offensive line to gel. I know I'm in the minority of this, but I just want to see, I want to see Taysom Hill be quarterback for the Saints, man. Just give him a chance to just do it. But I, but I know he's kind of one of those, he can do everything, tight end, running back, fullback. He can throw the ball too. But I'd, I'd like to see him just get a shot at being the quarterback for them, just for maybe a couple games to see how he does. Because, I mean, I don't think Andy Dalton's their answer. I don't think Jameis Winston's their answer. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're just trying to draft a quarterback here coming up. But I, I would just like to see him just one or two games just to see what he's got because he's, he's fun to watch. Speaking of being fun to watch, the New York football Giants continue to shock the league as they improved to 5-1 and one after beating the Baltimore Ravens 24-20. I jinxed Justin Tucker last week by bragging on him, and he missed a field goal in this game. Nice to see even the great ones aren't perfect. Ben, Daniel Jones wasn't flashy at all, but threw a couple touchdowns and did just enough to help his team earn a huge win. 
yeah, it's got to end, right? Like, it's got to end. I mean, this is a big win against the Ravens. A big win. Lamar made a few mistakes. This. I mean, I, I feel like the loss is solely a lot on him, but a big turnover for the Giants and then the winning touchdown. I, I just am really surprised by them. I don't think anybody saw the Giants being in 5-1 and one at this point of the year. We'll see. I, I definitely don't trust Daniel Jones. That's why I'm really not high on the Giants and continuing this up. But, I mean, if they've, if they've got an easy schedule like all, most of the NFC East does, I mean, they could easily keep this going. So we'll see what happens. Well, it does end after they win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even say that with a straight face. I can't even say. I know. I just. But it is crazy, though. I mean, they are. They're playing well, and I mean that coach, man, he's doing a great job. Definitely, I feel like leading the way for coach of the year. Yeah. Oh, he's got to. I mean, Brian DeBall, he's got to be coach of the year so far. And the NFC, man, it's wide open. So really, I mean, it's not out of the question to get there. Mitch Trubisky stood on the stadium sideline two weeks ago with a baseball cap on. His future uncertain and his chance at proving he's a capable NFL starting quarterback all but gone. He didn't complain or throw a tantrum or give up his captaincy for that matter, an honorarium that requires him to lead, something Trubisky kept doing even while helping rookie Kenny Pickett prepare to be the face of the Pittsburgh Steelers for years to come. While Pickett remains very much the face of the future for one remarkable quarter on Sunday, Trubisky seized the present and offered a glimpse of the player he believes he can still be while helping orchestrate a stunning 2018 victory over Tom Brady and the suddenly adrift Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Steelers' defense made life difficult for Brady all day long, even causing him to walk over and chew out his offensive line with a barrage of swear words. He said later, it's never a good day when there's more F-bombs than touchdowns. Steelers maybe even felt a little extra motivation that Brady skipped the team's walkthrough practice on Saturday to party in New York for Robert Kraft's wedding, assuming it was the lowly Steelers he was playing against. Ben, how shocked were you to see the Steelers get this big upset? I mean, I don't even know. I don't have words, man. I was obviously elated because I hate Brady, but super stoked, man. Like, what in the world? How does Mitchell Trubisky have a better QBR than the GOAT, quote-unquote, I just, I mean, the Bucks are not, they are not doing well. They can't get anything going on the run. Brady does not look good. I mean, I'm just waiting for the excuse to come out. Like, oh, he's probably got a hurt arm or his shoulder or something like that. Oh, his receivers, uh, whatever. Every excuse they could throw in the book. But a huge win for Trubisky. Like you said, man, I mean, Pickett gets knocked out of this game and he comes in 9-12 of for 144 and one touchdown. I mean, it played well enough, obviously, for them to get the win, but I, I was shocked. I could not believe they lost to the Steelers, especially after the Steelers just lost. I think it was 38-3 to last week against the Bills. So, like, amazing that they came out and won this game. The Rams finally got back to looking a little more like the defending Super Bowl champions as they defeated Carolina Panthers 24-10. Ben, for an offense struggling to put points on the board, it has to feel good for them to score 24 in this game. Yeah, and, I mean, 24-10, to it still wasn't even, like, yeah, they finally got the 24, and, and obviously the Panthers were going to win with P.J. Walker or Jacob Eason at quarterback. But what what is going on with the Rams, man? I just don't understand how, how the year, how this has happened. It's it's just really surprising. I mean, they, ha- they don't have a run game either, and now they're talking about trading Cam Akers. But it's very surprising, but it's got to be nice for them to at least get in the win column and get, like you said, 24 points to beat the Panthers. So good job for the Rams at least this weekend. Seahawks took down the Cardinals 19-9 to get back to 500. Ben, the Seahawks have been a weird team so far this year with some great wins and some bad losses. 
Gino wasn't even great in this game, but he's definitely been better than than Russell has for the for the Broncos. But yeah, I mean Kenneth Walker now I picked him up in fantasy. I think he's going to be great for them. He's he's a hard runner. He's a he's a great ball handler with the football. I mean, we'll have to see if the Cardinals now with getting D Hop back. I know they just lost Hollywood Brown for an extended period of time, but that might turn around their season and help Tyler Murray out. But this is it's very surprising to see the Seahawks kind of just like up and down, and and you just never know what you're going to get with them. The game I think everyone had circled this week on their calendars had to be the Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs. A rematch from last year's epic playoff game that saw the Chiefs win in overtime on an offensive slugfest. Tony Romo at the beginning of this game predicted it would be more of a defensive battle and end up somewhere more like 24-20, which just so happened to be the final score. But this time, it was the Bills leaving Kansas City victorious. Allen threw for 329 yards and three touchdowns, including the go-ahead toss to Dawson Knox with 104 left, and the Bills held on for a 24-20 victory to exact a measure of revenge. Before the touchdown pass, Allen showed his athleticism on what is being called the keepin' leap, as Allen went around the right side and literally leaped over the oncoming defender, picking up the first down. Stephon Diggs had 10 catches for 148 yards and a touchdown, and Gabe Davis also had a touchdown catch after torching Kansas City for four of them in January, as the Bills, who are now 5-1, and one, won in the same place their season had ended the past two seasons. Chiefs still had a chance down only four, but Mahomes threw a costly interception that sealed the game for Buffalo. Ben, this game definitely lived up to all the hype. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I was I was definitely excited about this game. Uh, it's these are the two best teams in the AFC. I feel like by a pretty decent margin. So I, I think I could see them playing again. And if you're a Bills fan, hopefully that what happened last year with them being the Chiefs in the regular season and then losing in the playoffs doesn't happen again. Uh, but Josh Allen played out of his mind, and that that hurdle he did and that last drive, he just he lays it all out, man. And that's what I love about players that are like that. He'll just put it all on the line. Uh, hopefully he doesn't get hurt because like, he's a hard runner, man. I, some of those things, he doesn't, you could see him sometimes, he'd be running the sideline and then he'd be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go and take this hit. And it's he's a tough man, dude. He really is. But Bill's got an, a solid team uh, holding the Chiefs to only 20 points in Kansas City. That's that's a huge win for sure. Yeah, I freaked out on that leap. I was like, oh my goodness. He just... He's <laughs> <laughs> a beast, man. Absolute beast. Well, I would just like to take a minute and thank the Philadelphia Eagles for doing something that no one has been able to do since week one, and that is beat the Dallas Cowboys and bring them back down to earth. The Eagles definitely took their foot off the gas as they were up 20-0 before allowing the Cowgirls to come storming back and make it 20-17 before Philly put up another touchdown. Ben, the Eagles remain undefeated and prove they can actually beat a decent team. I kind of agree with you, but at the same time, Cooper Rush was the quarterback, so I'm just like... Nah, that's why I, I said. Really that's why I said decent team. I didn't say I good know, team. I know you did. <laughs> I know you did. I know. I, I'm just still. I'm not sold on them, and it's not because I don't like the Eagles. I, I mean, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like the Eagles. I don't really like the Cowboys either. I just. I'm not sold on them because they just haven't really beaten that team. And like you said, I mean, they Cowboys had a chance to win this game. I mean, they were only down twenty to seventeen after being down twenty to zero. So I mean, they just let teams get back in the game. But don't get me wrong, Eagles got a great team. Jalen Hurts has been playing way better than I think anybody ever imagined he would ever play, especially when they were talking about last year replacing him. Actually, I think it was this offseason where they talking about replacing him and not having him be the quarterback. He's he's played fantastic. A.J. Brown, a great acquisition for them from the Titans. 
Um, I'm interested to see now with Dak coming back with the Cowboys if if they'll be good. But I mean, Dak did not look good week one against the Bucks, so we'll have to see what happens there. But the Eagles are, yeah, Eagles playing great, six and zero. Good job to them. Well, Justin Herbert didn't throw a touchdown pass for the first time in 27 games. For once, it didn't matter, thanks to the Los Angeles Chargers special teams. Dustin Hopkins kicked four field goals, including a 39-yarder with 238 remaining in overtime, and the Chargers rallied for a 19-16 victory over the Denver Broncos. Hopkins, who injured a hamstring during the first half, grimaced as he kicked the ball and fell to the ground before being picked up by teammates. The ninth-year kicker was inactive for last week's game against Cleveland due to a quad injury, so what a cool moment for him to come through in the clutch for his team despite being hurt. Even cooler thing was after the game they interviewed him, and before he took a question, he's like, first thing I want to do is thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I thought that was pretty sweet. Well, Ben, for the second week in a row, the Broncos lost an overtime game that really shouldn't have even gone to overtime. I don't get this team at all, Travis. I I just, I really don't. I, I thought with Russell Wilson coming over, it was going to, I mean, it would take a couple weeks for them to click, but I mean, it's, I mean, this is week six already and they haven't clicked at all. They, they just got nothing, man. Russell Wilson does not look good. I know he hurt his hammy in this game and everything like that, but he, he has not played well. I just don't get this team and hats off to Dustin Hopkins for sure. That every single kick, man, he would kick, he would go down on the ground and grab his leg. And I'm like, dude, just leave. Like, I mean, just like, just take it, just, just go. And I, Hats off to him, man. He's now out two to four weeks for that. But, like, seriously, great job for him kicking the game-winning field goal. Uh, Chargers, I think, still are got a good team. Uh, a little surprised at the score because I thought they could handle the Broncos a little bit better than 19-16 to 16 in overtime. Herbert didn't have a great game, like you said. Um, Eckler didn't really get much on the ground going. Uh, but, well, I just this Broncos team, man, I think it's very disappointing to a lot of people that thought they were going to do well this year. I will say on that muffed punt there in overtime, I felt kind of bad for the guy trying yeah. to receive the ball because I didn't realize you could block a guy into the guy trying to make a catch. <laughs> you know, I, I figured that would have to be some type of interference, but they explained it during the game because they said he was blocking. It was okay. But if you look at the replay, he totally just pushed the Broncos player <laughs> right into it. But he did, he did it very nonchalantly because he kind of yep. made it look like a block, I guess enough so the refs didn't call it, but he definitely pushed him. So, I mean, hats, yeah. off, hats off for the heads-up play to do that. But I was like, that, there's no way that's okay. But apparently it is. Yeah. I mean, I just am surprised that maybe not many more people do it. Like, I mean, it can't be that hard to block somebody into, or at least, you know, block somebody into the guy. I don't know. But hilarious. Well, that's going to do it for the NFL Week 6 recap here on Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis and Ben signing off.